Hi, this is Laura Whitmore with the She Rocks podcast, and I'm here on the line with Sarah Evans calling in. Hi there, Sarah. Hey, how are you? Hey, so we were just chatting for a minute before I hit record about us being home, home with the family. And, yes. Uh, how the, How is that changing your creative dynamic? Well, I was just saying it's, it's really not bad. So um, February 1st, we moved into a new house in Nashville. Um, it's not a new house. It's actually built in 1940, but it's kind of our dream home. And so we are so grateful that that happened before this because oh, it's, yeah. it's a great house to be stuck in and it's on three acres and we're going to plant a garden here in the next couple of weeks and just kind of focus on yard stuff and all that. And I was just saying it's, it hasn't been, but we've actually been having fun and we've been cooking a ton. And I, I mean, I hate that my shows are being canceled and like my band and crew, you know, can't work right now. And obviously all the economic stuff sucks. Yeah. Um, yeah. But I, I do think that it's been sort of fun in a way that, you know, we kind of look forward to what can we do tonight or what can we have for dinner or what should we watch? And, um, my, my daughters, Olivia and Audrey are 17 and 15. So it's just them and my husband and I, my son who's 20 is stuck at the beach with his girlfriend. So I'm sure he's hating that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, I'm stuck at the beach too. It is cold here, but it's still the beach, you know, How the beach. Could it be? they're, in, they're in Florida and it's beautiful. Oh, nice. Yeah, I yeah. think, you know, personally, I just hightailed it out of New York a few weeks ago when I saw this coming, and I was like, oh, no, this is not a good place to be. Right. So, yeah, but right. anyway, let's talk about your new album, Copy That. Um, and uh, I got a chance to check it out, and I'm psyched because it was, it was like you said, hey, Laura, what songs can I sing for you that you love? And then you went and made an album for me. Oh, good. I've had so many people tell me that. And that <laughs> makes me feel great because I, so I'm from Missouri. I, I'm a farm girl. Um, my parents discovered that my brothers and I had musical talent when I was really young. So when I was four years old, they started a band with, with me and my brothers and other musicians. And so I grew up in a covers band, uh-huh. you know, yeah. and so every weekend pretty much of my childhood was spent in a bar singing to two steppers. So I've always chosen cover tunes. I've always had to like figure out like what songs do people want to hear? What songs are classic um, and currently popular? And so it's been always been a part of my life is choosing cover tunes. And I knew that a covers record was in my future at some point. And I heard the album Dying Star by Rustin Kelly, who is married to Casey Musgraves. Mm -hmm. And absolutely, I don't know if you've heard that record, but I absolutely, oh my God, it's incredible. His name is Rustin Kelly. The album is Dying Star. And so I immediately wanted to find out who produced it. And it's a guy named Jared Kay. Um, so I got a hold of him, we met and I'm like, why don't we do the, the covers record together? Because that way we, we won't have to spend the time writing the music or finding the music. Mm-hmm. We can just 
choose songs and then after the covers record then we'll write an album together and do a normal album so we just got this big group chat together it was like my three kids my husband my producer my manager my siblings and everybody just kept sending ideas for songs Uh um i will say almost every song though that is on the album was was me like coming from me except my brother matt who's my bass player in my band he chose crazy love uh-huh. uh, my son avery chose monday morning my daughter olivia chose it's too late baby by carol king <laughs> um so yeah we just had a, an amazing time and it was it was difficult because obviously there are thousands of songs that we could have chosen and at some point we just had to say okay this is our list no more yeah. like this is it so now I want to make a volume two because there's still so many more great songs to cover. Yeah. Why not? What's stopping you? <laughs> exactly. I have my own record label. What's stopping yeah, you? Yeah. What's stopping you? You got it. <laughs> well, I mean, I really enjoyed it and I, I think you're right. That's a great way to sort of test the waters with a new producer and get a feel for working together. Without yeah. Anything. So we're soulmates. I mean, now he's like a part of our family. He's, we are just like identical people. He's so funny. Um, we we literally had the best time, and he is brilliant. And we worked so well together. Um, you know, we just really busted our asses. On one hand, we wanted we named the album "Copy That" because we did copy the songs. We didn't want to like take the song and change it so drastically yeah. to where it was unrecognizable. So we worked really, really hard to to copy all of the harmony vocals, Mm. all the parts. And so my daughters and I and Jared spent hours, I mean like tedious hours putting all the background vocals on, but so worth it. Yeah. That's a long process. People don't think about that. It's a very long and hard process. It's exhausting. I mean, we would spend 12 hours some days, you know, making sure we had, everything and and we weren't forgetting any of the oohs or ahs or you know any parts because we wanted to really pay respect to the originals right wow well it sounds like a really fun family project have you done other family projects like that before we did you know my kids grew up on the road with me they've lived in the studio they've lived on the tour bus they are completely ingrained in it my son is a guitar player and songwriter and um, his name is Avery Barker, and he's playing all the guitar parts on the album, except for on two songs when he was not in the studio that day. So all the solos, all the stuff that you hear is basically Avery. Um, most of the harmony stuff is my daughter, Olivia, with my daughter, Audrey, adding some as well. So, yes, they're all very musical, and they all want to pursue that for their careers. And I think they're all going to be very famous. They're just, they're, you know, because they have it on one hand, they, they didn't have what I had growing up, which was the opportunity to, to play out in bars and, you know, on the weekends all the time, but they got to see the like big time side of it by being on the road all the time. And, always standing backstage while I was doing my shows. Mm-hmm. And so they understand the business and um, 
last year we did a little project called the Barker Family Band. And so I would highly encourage everybody to to get live at City Winery, Sarah Evans and the Barker Family Band, because it's a completely live show that we did. It's my son, Avery, my daughter, Olivia, my brother, Matt, my sister, Leslie, and then another guitar player and our drummer. And it's just absolutely incredible. It's so much fun. And it's different cover tunes than you're hearing on Copy That. So, mm-hmm. and you'll get to hear my daughter sing solo. <clears throat> so it's oh, live cool. at City Winery. Everything sounds good at the City Winery, too. <laughs> it does. It does. Great sounding room. It's a great room. So it must be a little bit weird to release it now. I mean, I guess this this is coming out in May, right? And then um, maybe not be able to tour or anything mm-hmm. right away. Yeah, it's weird. I mean, you know, it, ideally it would be great to release the album in May and then start right up in June, you know, with the new show having many, many songs from the new album. And that's our plan. Yeah. And I'm an optimist, and so I believe that that's going to happen. I'm with you. I think, you know, by summer, we'll be touring. We'll be I think so, too. I think music with the world. <laughs> yeah, I agree. I mean, At I least just... in the South, because it'll be hot enough, and everybody will feel Right, <laughs> right. Yeah, I'm I'm just praying every day that it, it just, you know, stops, and that we stop losing people, and it stops spreading, and you know, that we can resume life. Yeah. Yeah. I'm with you. So this also marks the 20th anniversary of your album born to fly, which I have to tell you, I had on like a repeat on my player. Oh, thank you. So I'm a big fan of that album. <laughs> yeah, I, um, yeah. I can't believe it's been 20 years. I, I feel like the exact same person. I mean, I just, you know, yeah. I'm still just enjoying music so much and, you know, just so in love with my family and with my road family and touring. And, you know, I haven't slowed down at all one bit, you know, country radio doesn't play my, my current music anymore because they really don't play women. Um, but that's another story, but I'm, you know, I feel like I'm singing better than ever and just really enjoying my career almost as much as I ever have. I think you sound fantastic. I mean, the Thank you. Born to Fly, I was also thinking, I listened to that again before I uh, hopped on the phone with you, and I was just thinking, those, those songs stand up after 20 years, too. Um, oh, so, thank you. You know, it's it's all good. Yeah. Yeah, I feel like I'm a much better singer than I was even when I made Born to Fly, mm-hmm. you know, which is the goal, is just to get better and better all the time, but I'm I'm loving it. I really am. Yeah, that's awesome. I was going to ask you about the whole thing with country radio not playing female artists. Um, mm-hmm. You know, I, I guess that wasn't happening when Born to Fly came out. No, I came in at a time where females were sort of dominating. And not just females dominating, but great music was dominating. You know, yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> like I feel like Born to Fly is such a a great record, you know, musically and there were lots of those, you know, like yeah. Martina McBride had emotion. Um, the Dixie chick stuff was out. Faith Hill had some great records. Like it was just really, really happening for women. And then all of a sudden you had Luke Bryan sing country girl, shake it for me. And then Florida Georgia line. 
and that was it. And it changed country music forever. And I'm, I'm not sure that it'll ever go back to really, really sophisticated music. And it used to be, you know, when you talk about a song like he stopped loving her today by George Jones, I mean, that's just, you can't beat that. And that's where I wish the genre would get back to. Yeah, I'm with you. That's a different level of artistry than you it is. hear on the it radio is. now, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's a little bit tough. You know, it's 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 a little strange, too, because I feel, you know, in pop music, that's not happening. There's plenty of female artists that are I agree. on the radio. I totally agree. I don't get it. I don't get it. And, I mean, I've been very lucky. I've, I've been one of, let's see, I was in the top five most played female artists for the last 10 years Mm -hmm. or something like that, that just came out. And so I feel very blessed, you know, to, to have what I've gotten, but it really has gotten to where like, you know, we, we wouldn't even go to country radio right now with a single cause it's just, they're not going to do it. But again, I'm an optimist. So (laughs) I, I really believe it's possible that it could turn around. Yeah, yeah. So I heard that you are working on a memoir. Mm-hmm. And how's that been sort of going back? Has it been a cathartic process for you to to do that um, project? It was more of a stressful process <laughs> than anything. Yeah. And I think just because um, I tried doing it at first with co-writers to where I thought, you know, like, I'll I'll tell them my stories. And they can record me and, and then they can write it in professional book form, you know? Yeah. Um, neither writer, both, both of them, let me just say, were great writers that not, it's not that, but I felt like neither of them could really get into my voice mm-hmm. and speak as me, even though they had hours and hours and hours and hours of me talking, um, it just like I would get the pages back and it just is like, no, I would never say this. So this is not a phrase that I would use. So this is not mm-hmm. how I talk. And so that was frustrating. Um, I ended up just kind of writing it myself and, you know, the second co-writer, um, there are still parts that she wrote that are in there that are just beautiful. Like the way she describes my hometown and where I'm from and, painting pictures, you know, and setting up so that you can envision it. But for the most part, I just kind of went back in and, and did it myself. So, um, I wish that I had done that to begin with, cause it ended up being almost like a four year process mm-hmm. of writing this book. A lot has changed since I started writing the book and I still will probably have, have to put in a few things before it comes out in September, just as sort of like, updates but um I'm excited it makes me really nervous because I come from a really big family and like I talk about my parents divorce oh yeah um different things like that where I don't want to offend anyone in my family like you know because we're not all gonna see our childhoods the same some of us were affected by the divorce a lot more than others or some of us maybe sided with our dad more than Mm -hmm. some with our mom more and you know, it's just one of those kind of sensitive topics. I tried to be very, um, not too specific 
about those types of things, but you know, it, I, I tend to have night anxiety. So like I'll be sitting outside with my glass of wine and all of a sudden I'll remember that I have a memoir coming out <laughs> and have like a little mini panic attack, but it's going to be okay. I think I'm just going to tell my family not to read it. <laughs> you know, they're going to read it. So just prepare them. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. What, why did you decide to do a memoir now? I mean, you're not done. You got a lot, you got a lot going on. Well, I didn't really want to do a memoir. I wanted to write a funny book about, and I wanted to call it, I don't know how she does it. Um, I wanted to talk about raising babies on the road and mm -hmm. juggling, you know, being a country music star with being a mom and give a lot of advice yeah. about parenting and stuff. And that's really what I wanted the book to be. The publisher kept pushing for it to be a memoir. And I was like, I'm not ready for a memoir. I'm too young. I don't want to have a tell all book yet. Yeah. Um, and you know, they just sort of kept insisting and it's like, you know, you, you sort of get like, I don't know, I'm a people pleaser. And so I didn't really <laughs> push back that hard. I was just like, okay, fine. I, but it has to be a little bit of both, you know? Um, so it is a little bit of both. It's, it's me being funny. It's me telling some life stories, but it's also me giving advice, but like mm -hmm. funny advice, like, don't do this. Don't let your kids eat without a napkin. That's <laughs> so bad, you know? And, teach them these things. Like I have a big chapter in the book about side talking and how I'm so against side talking. So like if you're in a group of people and someone's telling a story, do not look at the person beside you and start talking oh, yeah, while the person rude. is it's so rude. And yeah. like, there's so many little things like that, that, that bug the shit out of me. And so, um, I write about that. And so things like that are funny. So it's, it's a combination of memoir slash, mm -hmm me giving unsolicited advice. Well, I will say this. I, I, we've had a lot of conversations about being a mom in the music industry. And so I'm, I'm looking forward to reading some of your thoughts on that. And I do think it's a thing that, you know, maybe your publisher was like, Oh, we need to appeal to the biggest mass of people. And that's too specific, but I, I mm -hmm. think that's needed too. I think, being a mom in, yeah. in an entertainment industry is hard, you know? I really thought so too. And and just being a working mom, you know, because, yeah. and, but my version of working mom is different. You know, I'm not going to an office every day and putting my kids in daycare. Um, my version of working mom was loading up the kids on the bus and taking them all over the world with me. Mm -hmm. And and still raising great kids in that. And, and even though they were privileged to have, you know, a lot of material things, I, I always felt like that, that didn't matter as long as I made them good people. Yeah. And I'm hugely focused on that, you know, being good people, being self-aware and, you know, cause you can be dirt poor and raise a brat. Right. So it's not really about having money. It's about how you're teaching them to put other people first and be empathetic and, you know, love God and love other people. Um, and I, I worked so hard, especially with my first child, because mm -hmm. I thought if I get him trained, then it'll be easier for my other children to follow. And, um, I also think that it's within the first five years, if you can, you know, really, really 
get your children to respect you and obey you and honor you um, and not talk talk back to you and all of those things. And, and no I, side I, talking. <laughs> and no side talking. That's just rude. I mean, I hate interrupting in the first place. I get furious. Like, if, if I'm going to sit down with somebody to watch a TV show, you better not be on your freaking phone. Because yeah. if I look over and see you on your phone, I'm like, we are not doing this together. I'm mm. watching the show and you're on your phone. And yeah. that's rude. I'm so all about good manners, great hygiene. My biggest pet peeve is laziness. I can't stand laziness. You know, it's like if you want to have a great family and a great home, you have to do the work. And, you know, it takes effort. You've yeah. got to go to the store yeah. and you got to buy the food and you got to cook it and you got to sit down and eat it. You, you can't just let, let things go. Yeah. You, everything is important. Yeah. Agree. Agree. So um, one last question I wanted to ask you because I was reading the, some of the material that was shared with me and you have this amazing list of philanthropic work that you do. And I was wondering if you want to share a bit about which projects you're actively involved in right now and how people can find out more and how well I really get embarrassed I, I wish they wouldn't send that <laughs> stuff because I really you know I like I've been a spokesperson celebrity spokesperson for the Red Cross for years and if I'm ever asked to help with something or get the word out about something that I think is a great cause um I do it or like if I'm asked to go to children's hospital mm -hmm. and meet with sick kids or sing for them or whatever, but I'm, I'm not, you know, I mean, I don't, I don't know how to describe it. Um, you know, I, I would never sit here and, and say, Oh yes, I do this and this and this. <laughs> um, I, I try to be as generous as I possibly can with my time and with my money, mm -hmm. um, you know, but I'm still very, very focused on child rearing and, you know, getting my children grown and doing my career. So yes, I've done some things like for the Red Cross, but yeah. um, you know what I mean? It makes me feel embarrassed. I, oh. I just like, I don't know. I don't think you need to feel embarrassed. I mean, we all do what we can and, you know, there's times That's we right. can do more I, and there's times we can do less and exactly. you know, it's, it's a balance. I would not know? say that I'm, that I'm a superhero in any way, shape or form. I mean, I, I, like I said, I do what I'm asked to do. If I can, anything that I can do. Um, but I'm absolutely no, nowhere on the level of some people as far as their philanthropical efforts. Well, you know, it's, it's all good. That's all I can say. <laughs> it's all good. Yeah. It's all good. And you, my, know, you put my out great positive to... music into the world. So that's good too. <laughs> well, thank you. And that is my gift. I, I really like every night before my show, I pray that, you know, that I bring joy to people. Cause don't you love it when you go to a concert and you leave and you're just yes. like so happy and you're like, Oh my God, that was amazing. That was so fun that's that's my prayer for yeah. Yeah. you know what happens every night with me and my fans on stage is that they leave happier than they were when they got there yeah 
That's awesome. And we need that now more than ever. So there you go. We do. <laughs> I'm trying to talk my girls into going live on Instagram with me tonight. So yes. pray that they do. Cause I think we should just sit and talk and be funny. Yeah. Every, you know, anything, talk, sing, make a joke. <laughs> exactly. It doesn't have to be that long. You know, we can just doesn't do need to something. be scripted. Doesn't need, you know, anything. Right. Anything's good. That's cool. Exactly. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to hop online later and, and listen and check it out. Well, good. Well, well thank you so much. Yeah, congratulations on Copy That and everything that you have going on. And uh, we'll be sure to share when this goes live. Thank you so much. Right. And have a great day. Thanks. You too. Take care. All right. Talk to you later. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. <sighs> Eggs for breakfast becoming a yawn. Wake them up with Cholula. For a flavor that'll have you running laps around your living room. Woo! Cholula hot sauce, the best thing ever to happen to eggs. Choose Cholula.